Have you been wanting to start music lessons but didn't have the time or the resources to commit to regular lessons? Music on the Move Studios now has do-it-yourself music education classes. Video courses designed to teach you the basics of voice and guitar on your own time. With each video class ranging from 5 to 10 minutes, there's no reason you can't learn a new musical skill. Each course covers the first month's worth of lessons, and at the end of 30 days, you get a free mini lesson with either myself or Aaron to ask whatever questions you may have, along with with a free consultation for your next steps as a musician. Go to musiconthemovestudios.com slash music education to find out more. Use code Paradox Jukebox to get $35 off. That's code Paradox Jukebox, all one word, to get $35 off your first class. Welcome to Paradox Jukebox, an unconventional podcast for the unconventional music lover, brought to you by Music on the Move Studios, a woman-led company working to help musicians move their careers forward through education and live events. I'm your host, Katie Thompson. Thank you so very much for being here with me today. On today's episode, I have got a really big treat for you. So please do me a favor before we get started. Go grab something to take notes with. I don't care if it's pen and paper. I don't care if it's your favorite note-taking app and you're like super techie. Good for you. That's not all of us. I like pen and paper and so does Aaron. But anyway, I digress. This particular episode is chock full of information for the independent artist who is looking to get into bigger venues. If you do not want to continue playing bar gigs for the rest of your life, if you want to try to get on a show where you're opening for a national touring act, this is your episode. So first and foremost, I must thank our founder, Erin McClendon Phillips, because one of the humans that's going to be talking to you today is her husband, Matt Phillips. He is the assistant concert director of Marathon Music Works. And then one of his counterparts, Liza Saturday, who is the venue manager at Marathon Music Works, will also be talking to us today. So we actually had the privilege of going to a studio called Home in East Nashville and sitting down and uh, the four of us just talking. I mean, there's a lot of fun. There's jokes and everything, but there is a lot of really good information in this particular episode. So I cannot stress this enough. If you are an independent artist and you are looking to get into bigger venues, this is your episode. Take notes. And if you have questions, you can email me Katie at musiconthemovestudios.com and you can ask your questions to Matt and Liza through me. They are happy to answer them, but I am not going to give out their emails because I don't need people bombarding them. So you can email me and ask your questions and we will get back to you as soon as possible. So without any further ado, this is Matt Phillips, Liza Saturday, Aaron McClendon Phillips, and myself at Home Studios. Welcome to Paradox Jukebox. I'm your host, Katie Thompson. Thank you so much for being here. I have with us Liza Saturday, Matt Phillips, and Erin McClendon Phillips. So <laughs> she's also going to be hosting with me as well. So Erin, uh, let's discuss slightly why did we decide to have Matt and Liza on the show? Well, Matt, the reason you threw quotations around Phillips is because I married this man. Well, you have your <laughs> artist name and then you have your married name. I was trying right. To be my artist name is technically my maiden name, so it's all legal. 
It is. <laughs> it confuses people so much. I don't know why. Um, but I thought it would be really cool to have these two on because they work at Marathon Music Works, which is also known as Marathon Live. Um, and they see a side of the industry that you and I don't necessarily see every single day. Um, they work on the music business side and we are on the stage side. Correct. So, and (laughs) we're kind of on the business side, but not nearly as deep as they are. No. So that's why they're here. Well, we are so, so very privileged to have the both of you. So thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So let's just, let's kind of talk about, you know, individually what you do for Marathon and just give us a brief synopsis of your job. So Liza, why don't you go ahead and start? Okay. So with Marathon Music Works, I am the venue manager. Uh, So I oversee everything that happens in the venue that includes production, guest services, maintenance, um... The artist stuff, the private event stuff, really concerts as a whole, all your staffing, all your vendors, and just making sure that, you know, everything goes smoothly and everyone has a good time and no one gets hurt. Awesome. (laughs) No one gets hurt. (laughs) Or at least no one dies. (laughs) Rule number one, no one dies. It's a good rule. Yeah, it's a good rule. Everyone goes home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, at the end of the thing. But apparently if there's a little blood on the floor, it's okay. Apparently, yeah. It happens. Depends on the show. (laughs) Last night's show, apparently it was okay. Twas a rager. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Matt, what do you do for Marathon? Uh, I handle our concerts, actually. Uh, Before this started... uh, Oh, it's not Lane, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. That would have been really funny. Um, We'll probably get into what I was talking about later. Uh, But for Marathon, I'm our assistant concert director, so I oversee concerts from um, the booking standpoint. We deal with promoters a lot in that room. Um, Normally, it's Liza coming to yell at us because we didn't give them something that they need to actually execute the show. Um, (laughs) We we oversee the marketing. Our, Our main job is to have a calendar that's programmed uh that's diverse um and that we're selling tickets awesome so basically you have the before the show and then the during the after over there correct (laughs) and and i love that because i want to dig into you know a lot of the behind the scenes stuff like okay so what does it take to book a show what you know what kind of research do you have to do you know when you're booking a headliner and what kind of supporting acts you're you're using so if you guys could give us kind of a general overall like okay let's say we book artist a this is how this is how this process begins so it'll probably start with you and then move to you yeah so i mean at its at its core um you find an artist that you think has market value for your size room. So if you're booking a 300 cap room, you find an artist that's worth 300, you know, tickets in that in that market. If you're booking an arena, you find an artist that's, you know, going to be able to sell that many tickets in that market. Um, and every market's going to be different based on um, the genre and you know the type of city or town it is. So it would start with us, you know, finding that. A lot of times agents will reach out and it'll kind of be a home run and easy, you know. Um, it'll come to you and you just have to do the work. Um, but essentially we'll, we'll, at, at this, you know, the core of it, you'll send an offer, uh, to the artist, which is basically saying, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to pay you X amount. Uh, and here's the costs that, you know, are going to go with the show. If there are any, um, here's the ticket price. I want to sell tickets at, um, and there's other details in there, but, uh, you know, that's the basis of why you would send an offer and, Either they're going to accept that or they're going to counter or, you know, there's a bunch of things. But if they accept it, um, then we essentially go, cool, um, let's get the show on sale at this date and announced. 
Um, we market the show, we sell the tickets, and everything you know through there is a lot of it is just you know kind of maintenance is what we kind of call it from when it goes on sale to when the show is. is you're just maintaining that you know you have the you have to sell this amount of tickets in this in this amount of time. Um, and as we get closer to the show, we start passing off production details, uh, tour contacts, all that stuff to the venue so that the show can actually get executed. Um, and our job really doesn't stop until we settle the show at the end. Um, but much of the show itself, we're kind of hands-off in the sense that that's not our world. Um, we just need to make sure that our team has what they need to actually execute it um, so the show's good. All right. And then that's where you pick up, I would imagine. Yeah. So, so Matt will book the show. It will go on sale. And then we'll get the advanced contacts. And usually like a month or so before the show starts, um, we'll reach out to the advanced contact and we'll just start getting all the details for the show. Cool. Um, and then that's always just a back and forth. It could be really quick. It could take a few days. It could take a couple of weeks, depending on if the tour manager is around <laughs> yeah, or production manager busy. or yeah, everyone's busy. Uh, everyone has different styles of working. So you're really working with a variety of humans, um, you know, and just coordinating, making sure that all the details are in place and also knowing that you're going to have to roll with the punches because those details will change inevitably the day before the show or the week before the show or, you know, as always, the day of show. <laughs> right. <laughs> There'll be things in the deal that change that are small, like the merch rate or something like that. And or hospitality. Hospitality <laughs> that maybe we agree with and, you know, phone conversations with the agent and get, you know, distracted by 800 other things and all of a sudden someone's trying to advance the tour, like Liza... Um, and the tour manager freaks out because it's lower than what they expect, but I've actually already approved it. I just forgot to tell them. Uh, <laughs> and it's just like, I mean, <laughs> you, you just can't get mad at that stuff. It's like, okay, well, we'll figure it out. Like, everyone take a deep breath. It's all, you know, and it goes both ways, you know. Oh, for but, sure. <laughs> but but you, you have to have a good team around that can just roll with the punches yeah. and, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, go ahead and finish your what the rest of you do for the shows. I, do for I don't shows. know how we got on that tangent. That's okay. Oh, we started with We've the been on tangents like, all the time on this podcast. The tangents are good. Okay. It's blood on the floor so or something? <laughs> yeah, blood on the floor. People are, <laughs> people are crying. I don't know. No, no one's crying, usually. Uh, <laughs> it depends on the show. New Year's Eve. That's it a does, whole, it lot does of, happen. A lot of crying on New Year's Eve. It happens. A lot, there's a lot of expectations. Every year I hate to let you all know, but New Year's Eve is not everything you think it is. <laughs> Like, we will do your balloon drop, and it's going to be glorious, but, like, everything else is up to you, bro. Everything else is up to you. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we're advancing, we're advancing, we got the tour manager, we're getting the details, we're getting changed a million times, it's fine. Um, and, you know, the week of, we're, we're, steam we're getting ready for the show, and usually the day before the show, I like to just throw a text to the tour manager and be like, hey, this is Liza. Like, just touching base, making sure you got everything for tomorrow, you know where your bus drivers are going, you got your map, we're all happy, great. Because you just really want to go into it with the good vibes. You want to make sure that everyone's coming into your home, like, feeling feeling prepped, feeling welcomed. Um, I mean, I'm really big on that, and I just think it's so important to start off the day on a good foot. Um, even if it's day four, I like to be prepared. <laughs> and... Uh, so that's usually what I'm doing the day before and then the day of, just always, you know, being there, greeting them, 
uh, running through the run a show with them the day of show. Um, as soon as they walk in, uh, you got your runner there. Uh, they've got the shop ready and placed in the green rooms or on the buses, whatever we talk about. Um, and then from there, we're just we're rolling. It, the day goes by very fast. It's all of a sudden from eight a.m. to five o'clock, <laughs> very quickly. Um, you know, the band's loading in. We got our stagehands there. Uh, staff is going to arrive at some point. Um, making sure everyone's doing their doing their thing that they're supposed to be doing. That's awesome. a lot of what I'm doing all day long. That's as easy and simplified as all that sounds. <sighs> It's definitely not as easy as simplified, <laughs> but but I will say, and Liza's really good at this because you know our shows depend on her and her team doing a good job, or else you know it's gonna make our job harder. She makes our job really easy, but a good advance will help a hard show have an easy day, mm-hmm. and a bad advance will definitely have an easy show have a really hard day. You yeah. know, it all starts from that advance that she was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that helps me do my job. Um, and you guys are really good. And the, well, thanks, Matt. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> keep it coming. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. Fine, acceptable. See and, you next year. And, <laughs> and also, like, and I always tell people whenever I'm like teaching someone how to advance, like, ask the questions. Like, ask. Don't ever assume anything. Like, just, just don't, because it will come to bite you in the ass. But yeah. our... we all know, we all know what assumptions are, right? Yeah, <laughs> we do. So y'all have been throwing around a lot of words that like. The four of us in this room know, but maybe, like, the people listening to this podcast mm. don't. So would y'all mind explaining what an advance is, what a settlement is, and what hospitality means? Because okay. some people think hospitality, and it could, thank you for your hospitality, that's so nice. Like, that's one thing, <laughs> but in the music industry, it means something else, right? Yeah, so, I mean, hospitality is, I mean, we're in the South, we all know what hospitality is. If you don't, it's greeting with everyone with love and acceptance <laughs> and getting them, you know, what they need and what they want. But that's not necessarily always the case for uh, artist hospitality. Uh, you have a budget, which is set in place by Matt and his team. So, say the budget's $1,000. Um, that's your artist hospitality budget. And then from there, we grab that and we get their rider, which is their list of wants and needs for the day. It could be everything from stage towels to socks to deli trays or a specific. I just thought it was food. Hold on, let's back up to the socks Socks. thing. Yeah, Uh, puppies. Sometimes they'll they'll put in like, "Hey, we want to, we want someone's dog to come in," and they'll put it in to make sure you're still reading the the rider. I had someone. We've done that before, haven't we? What? Oh, I mean, I don't know if I brought in a puppy, but I would gladly bring in a puppy if someone asked me to. I've done like someone asked me for a. A Sherpa once, like a like a human Sherpa. What? Yeah. And Why? I was like, because they're making sure you're reading the rider. So, oh. So instead of me, like, obviously going to get, like, a human Sherpa, which is <laughs> not going to even try that, I just, on their green room signs, put pictures of Sherpas. <laughs> <laughs> but those little things really go a long ways because bands come in and they lose it because they're like. Yeah. Or, like, a but... cutout of Nicolas Cage. Like, that was on one. I didn't do cutouts, but I did, like, pictures of Nicolas Cage in, like, green, in, like frames all around their green rooms. Oh but bands, bands love that kind of stuff stuff you know and and if you're a band that requests that and someone does something fun and cheeky like that you know to show your appreciation that we're trying to make your day easy 
Um, and we understand you guys are out on tour for, you know, X amount of time. Yeah. I was unaware that I could ask for pictures of Nicolas Cage. Girl, <laughs> I love and a challenge. Mean, that, that gets into <laughs> point, too. It doesn't mean that you're going to get it just because it's on a rider. They're demands. You'll get it. But it doesn't mean you're going to get it. Liza says I'll get it. Liza said it was okay. Why are you such a pushover now? I'm not. I just love the weird requests. I had someone ask me for a bottle of lotion, socks, and a few uh, special magazines once, and I was like, challenge accepted. <laughs> Wow. That's disgusting. <laughs> Welcome to the music industry. Ew. Our listenership, I just want you to know. Welcome. That's all I can say. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're getting a really good look at the insider scoop of what it's like oh, God. in the industry. I really want to move away from hospitality now and go to like advanced settlement. I think it's a wise choice. Right, I'll let you do settlement. I think I've talked enough. Ruined Can everyone. Mute her bike for the rest of the time. She just cut her off. You invited me. I don't know what's I, in that coffee. We but. did, and I'm not regretting it. I'm not. I will cheers from over here. Yeah. Salutes. <laughs> it's just coffee, guys. I wish it were something more. It will be later. Yeah, so, buddy. settlement. <laughs> yes. Move settlement. us along here. Matt's the one trying to keep us on track today. <laughs> Yeah, that's when you know it's bad. This is why we brought Matt. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Matt. So the last part of the show in terms of uh, the show itself, excluding um, you know loadout and stuff like that, but in terms of the actual show where you can close the folder and that show's done, you're going to clean the venue, people are going to load their stuff out, and you're going to go on to the next thing, is settlement. Um, essentially what that is is you've got your ticket revenue, um, you might have VIP revenue. Any revenue that's coming in from a ticketing standpoint, um, you're going to add up. And you'll get what's called an audit. And you should learn how to read some audits. If, if you're a, an independent artist, um, you should ask someone. You know, ask someone in the venue uh, who maybe you're friends with or something like that and, and learn how to be able to read it. Um, if nothing else, know... Ask for what the gross of the, of the show is. Or just even ask for the audit because, I mean... That's another good thing. You should be... If you're an artist, you should be asking the venue for daily ticket counts. You should mm-hmm. be asking for, um, you know, a, a copy of the audit before the show. Um, those are easy things to get, and it shows that you mean business when you're at the show. I mean, it, you're it's a business. You know, people right. forget that sometimes. And it's not unheard of to do that. I don't it's think not you rude. should be it's afraid not, to do it, it. It's a business. You know, you're, you as an artist are... are a business entity in yourself and mm-hmm. as a venue we're a business too so it's not rude to ask for those things now if you're asking you know if you're playing you know a 50 cap club and you're asking for you know hourly ticket counts yeah that might not be the, <laughs> that might not be the best thing but but right. bigger artists we get that all the time at on sale they'll ask for ticket counts every hour you sure. know for the on sale but they're they're moving hundreds of tickets in those hours and that helps them direct where they want to use some of their marketing spend mm-hmm. um but anyways with with settlement um you'll get that audit Know at least what where the gross is, because you can match the gross on the settlement to know. Okay, okay, my my gross revenue is is showing up in this as the income coming in. You balance that out with the expenses. So in a simple, you know, deal, there's there's a bunch of there's four or five different types of deals that you can have, but in a simple guarantee deal, where let's say you're getting paid a hundred bucks. Um, and there's $150 in, in revenue and, you know, you have another $50 in, in expenses. So it basically evens out. Now, after tax, you know, you would actually not be into what would be called points. 
But at simple core, you can look at, hey, here's the expenses of the show that we've agreed to, and that would be in the offer that, that we had sent before. And they, they move, you know. But everything's considered approved expenses. So let's say Eliza's advancing um, a show, and there's they're like, hey, we need more stagehands. And it wasn't in the original deal. There'll be a bunch of conversations, but in simple form, it would become what's called a show expense. And that's something that terminology is big and what's show versus artist expense, a show expense is going to go into the cost of the show. So it's not going to come right out of your money. It's going to come in as, you know, where the split is. Um, so that might happen. But essentially, you're going to have your revenue coming in. You're going to have your expenses for the show. And that's going to give you, if there's money over it, you normally have a percentage that you're going to make over it. And the, the standard is like 80-20. So the artist would make 80% above that and the venue would make 20%. Um, <clears throat> but after all that's figured out in the deals, and I could talk about deals for hours, but for the purpose of this... Um, <laughs> we don't have time. We don't have time. But Liza knows I could just, I I could like just talk about, about it deals. for forever. You can be on our, our new meetings that we that I've set oh, up. Oh, wow. That's if you what wanna, I mean. If you want to yeah. be on those. More we, meetings. We need more meetings. Yeah, oh, I do. Yes, all at least What everyone wants to do is go to more meetings. As a, as a side note... <laughs> Our team is very small, and so we do many different things and many venues and many meetings. Many so meetings. that might be more of an inside joke for us, but I can invite you. I'll invite you after this. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. I really You're appreciate welcome. that. Make sure it's at like 9 a.m. on a Monday. Uh, okay. <laughs> or actually, I can on, do that. Yeah, on like a Friday. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Sure you don't want to do Saturday? You know, Saturday, I'm, I'm booked. Okay. Every day is Saturday until yeah. I Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of settlement, basically you pay, you get paid. And, you know, if if... Whenever I have artists that that I believe in that maybe don't understand it as much, you know, it's nice to take some time to explain it to them because mm -hmm. you, you can be you can be, you know, kind of screwed out of some money if you're playing in sketchy places that aren't really going to show you like take like tickets that aren't on the audit. You know, there's stuff that you can see um, and question if you know what you're looking for. And and ninety percent of small you know independent artists don't know that they just assume that it's right and people are going to be honest with you and that's just not true you know we are you know and you know big big promoters will be and a lot of independent promoters will be but there's always you never should totally trust anyone in the industry you know even even your friends like always just you know they're your friends but it's also business you know and everyone's looking out for themselves so true you know and that's not you know to say that you can't have great friends and relationships in the industry because that's 99 percent of what the industry is but just you know, always be making sure that everything lines up, yeah. you know. Um, but then, yeah, you get you get paid, and settlement's done, and you go on to the next show. That's awesome. That was a very roundabout way, I think, to get to settlement, <laughs> but... No, no, that's job. important. I mean, I for me, I, I don't think I've ever talked to any kind of, you know, person on a team at a venue. I, I didn't know any of this, and... So, but you know, I'm not playing big shows. I'm just playing for people like Aaron McClendon. No, <laughs> but but that's my point too, though, is that even the smaller shows, you know, it, you know, ten fifteen bucks changes, you know, stuff. Whereas for us, it would be like you know, probably like a thousand bucks or fifteen hundred. You know, it's just a different scale. But sure. at that smaller scale, that's your money, you yeah. know, and you should make sure that it's right. You shouldn't have someone else mm -hmm. going to do it for you unless you know that that person is your best interest or yeah. you know is doing it because they understand it. You know, like, a lot of times, someone from the band, like, when I was, you know, booking stuff at Exit Inn, a lot of times it would just be a band member that was, you know, settling. 
and they would be the person that understood, you know, the business probably more than some of the other band members. Um, so that's fine. Um, but you don't want them to just hand you like a check or something, yeah. unless it's, if it's a flat rate deal, sure, you know. Yeah, that's but if there's any real percentages or stuff, you want to see that and you want to know what you're, you know, you're looking but, at. But also, if someone's just gonna, if you had a flat guarantee and someone just hands you a check for like five hundred dollars, let's say, you want to know, you you want more information than that. You want some type of record yeah. of how many people were there, what you sold tickets at, how many of advance versus day of show tickets you sold at because that's going to help you get more gigs yeah and it's good like, data to have too it's you know? so good to have i mean what's the first thing you ask somebody when they <laughs> when they're like i want to play the venue we like to know historical data you yeah know? what's your market history and and good agents will give us that you know especially if they're asking for stuff that we're not 100 percent on good agents will be like hey they've done this you know the last three plays you know in similar markets but not everyone has an agent you know? not everyone has one but you could do that yourself you can exactly. do the same thing and exactly. if and if you're smart you'd be like hey you know, I know this is kind of high. A good thing to do too is, let's say you're a smaller artist and you're booking yourself or whatever, and you're you're really confident in a certain market. You ask for a little more, but you tell them, hey, you know, I want a thousand bucks, but if this show doesn't gross a thousand a thousand dollars for you guys, you know, I will agree right now to drop it down to seven fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, and that's a good way to build trust with with those rooms, and then go perform, you know, mm-hmm. go, and when I say perform, I mean, go sell the tickets, right. you know, go out there and find a way to sell those tickets, and you're going to gain trust with, you know, those types of venues very quickly, yeah. um, because you've proven that either A, you're going to come through with those sales, or B, you're okay to, you know, take, to stand by your word, of like, I'll take less money if this doesn't work, but I'm pretty confident mm-hmm. it does, and sometimes it doesn't work out, trust True. me, I mean, We've got we've got you know tons of shows that you do everything that you think is going to be a home run and it just doesn't work. Right. You know it happens. But it can still be a phenomenal show. It can still be a phenomenal show. Yeah. But it just won't be what you think. But it's gaining those relationships. I mean, exactly. How many times do do we talk about relationships? You and me with so important. You know, like when I ask for guest lists on a show when guest list is already closed. You know, (laughs) but 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 you have to have a team that understands. Like, hey, I'm only asking. It's not a friend. The only reason I'm asking is because it's something important. Yeah. Um, and there's a give and take of that. You Mm -hmm. know, like I wouldn't go and ask for like a friend. I would just tell a friend no. Um, but relationships. You know, building that. So. Well, but you're also doing that friend a favor by saying no and just being like, no, you've not, you know, you've not done the work behind this, you know. And I mean, for some people, they just expect like, oh, I'm going to call Marathon and they're going to book me. And if they don't <laughs> have get the... a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. But it's it's, a, you know, some people some people kind of need that reality check because there there is so much more to being a business and not just an artist mm-hmm. you've got to be able to prove that you're worthy of being booked and, and listen like we try to read every single email that comes through um of people trying to book it yeah. but do your research on the room find the room oh. that fits you don't come to, to 1800 cap room and say hey i'm releasing my first album i just moved to nashville from wisconsin <laughs> and i'm looking to do a, an acoustic show you know, do your research right. because that's not going to get a response from us. Right. But you you come to us and you're like, hey, I noticed, you know, uh, All Time Low is, is playing. I have, you know, this this awesome rock band that I think would be a great fit. We're kind of mm-hmm. new, but wondering if we get on for support. And then you send your links with it. Mm-hmm. That's probably, one email that's probably going to get a response from me at least in the fact that you found a show that you thought would be a good fit. You reached out. 
you know, with the idea of not trying to headline, just, you know, wanting to get your feet wet. And you gave me easy access to go look at, you know, who you are and what your music is and what your followers are and, and you know, where you guys are playing and stuff like that. Um, make it easy on people. Yeah. Well, a lot of that transfers to different parts of the industry. Like if you're trying to get into sync writing, you have to make it super easy for these music directors to be like, okay, this, this song would fit this episode. And I, it's so great to hear that it's no different for venues. If you can do the work for people, then they're more likely to respond to you. I think it's just, it's not even like it's, yeah, it's doing the work, but it's just being prepared. It's just presenting yourself instead of like a, Hey, I want this. Cool. Yeah, don't. Nothing, nothing is, what do you want? Cool story, bro. They, they, like, they don't even know a lot yeah, of times. They, and don't, they, don't. they don't really know. So it's like if you're showing that you are, you have a presentation and you have thought something through, th- we're not going to, I mean, I would say every once in a while I'll like try, I'll see an artist like give, go through the booking email and I'll be like, oh, this guy's like really new and I'll try to help them out. But that's like very seldom. And it's because I'm like, oh, I'm kind of curious. I'll check on it. But, like, I don't go past that. Like, you need to just – you need to think it through in an email. I mean, it's just like applying for a job or anything else. Just be be ready. And yeah. and you have to understand that everyone in the industry is very busy, yeah. you know. And I think a lot of people that don't work in it don't understand that. They think that, you know, we're just constantly partying at shows and everything else. And, like, <laughs> honestly, once the, by the time we get to shows, we're like – I'm exhausted, you know, as <laughs> you've done everything up to it. Uh, by it, the time you finish the show. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah when it's 4 I mean, a.m., yeah. you're sending out the settlement to everyone else, you know, and you're like, I'm going to go home What now. is time? But you get up and you do it the next day, and, and people need to realize that, you know, not only do we have Marathon, we've got other venues, too. And it's just like agents. Agents have, you know. 15 other acts that they deal with or, you know. And it's not in a snobby way. It really isn't just being respectful of someone's time, just how we would be the same of yours. Like, it's absolutely that's how it is, being a grown-up. It it really is respect to time. (laughs) Being a (laughs) grown-up. Being a grown-up, yeah. It's eloquently Oh, and spelling the venue's name right. (laughs) (laughs) How do you misspell Marathon. You'd be surprised. This was more when we were booking Exit In. People would spell Exit In eight different ways. Mm-hmm. People would spell Marathon Music Works different ways. Marathon Motor Works, I've heard. Marathon, marathon Works. Marathon Works. The Music Works. I get the Music Works the Music a lot. Works. Oh, wow. Spend the time That's to at least cute. spell the, the venue music name right. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's one of those things that is just, it's hard to take people seriously when they haven't even spent the time. Mm-hmm. Now, typos in the email, it's the industry. Like, you know, you don't have to have the greatest email. But do the basics, you know? Spell right. the name right, send the links. I make feel sure like it's the typos right are pretty, pretty much unacceptable at this point because of how many email platforms have automatic spell check. Spell check. And not really for me. is my best friend. I, not for me. I, I don't care about uh, They're artists, you know? Like, that's not. Ouch. No, what I mean by that is, <laughs> is they shouldn't spend all their time making sure they send, like, an email that you send a corporate, email. you know, yeah. corporate email. We somewhere. don't want corporate. I don't care about that. I don't care if they can spell or if they can't spell, you know? But I do care that they at least copy and paste the name <laughs> from the website, if nothing else, into the email and spell it that way. Well, at least if they get that right, you know when they go to promote and put, you know, their marketing oh ploy together, they're going to spell the name of the venue correctly. Oh yeah. God. At least but, you hope. But that kind of stuff, I mean, not to say you shouldn't send professional emails if you're trying to reach out for shows, but me personally, that doesn't... that. The hype of stuff doesn't bother me. 
Um, honestly, sometimes it seems more genuine than when I get so-and-so saying, I manage so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And it's like this massive thing, and then there's no real information. It's just like their, their life stories. Right. So, I don't know. But I, I think that it's important for, for everybody to, to understand that, like, yes, you want it to be at least semi-professional. Do you have to be, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, grammar nazi maybe not necessarily unless you're aaron and i because then i will be like aaron read my draft because it's wrong but there's nothing and wrong, she's there's like nothing wrong yes. with that. You, there's, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with it and i'm yeah. sure there's buyers that do look at at it that way you know me personally i i just don't i might i might laugh about it you know mm-hmm. uh but that doesn't mean that i'm not going to listen to music and and right. still think that them as an artist it's the same reason why we book artists that like i'm not there to judge if I like the music, I'm there to judge if that artist can sell tickets. Right. You know? It's not my job to say, oh, this is terrible music. That's not my job. Yeah. If there's a market for it, that's, you know, then we're a platform to, to be able to mm-hmm. sell tickets and, and for everyone to make money on it. That's that's the business. You right. Know? So would you say to independent artists who are basically just starting out right now, it is more like once you like figure out who you are as an artist, basically, because that's step one, right? Learn how to write songs and be a musician and be an artist. Would you say it's more important for them to basically learn how to sell themselves first? Or would you say it's more important for them to learn how to pitch themselves first? Like sell and pitch, what's the difference to you? Like sell tickets versus pitching I'd themselves. I'd say you have to pitch yourself first before you're going to sell anything. Yeah. I... You mean like physically sell tickets? Yeah. So if you're really good at pitching yourself, but then you turn around and, and you're you can't sell Oh, I see right. what you're saying. Yeah, I mean. You, you have this really great presentation. I guess they just go hand in hand. I don't really know it, if it's it, it's like which one came first, you know? It's just, chicken or the egg, basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to look at it back to, you know, the idea of relationships. Have a great pitch, get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And if the show doesn't perform... Have real conversations with the venue or with the buyer or with the promoter. Or with yourself, even. Or with yourself. Have group conversations. (laughs) Have a good, long, hard look in the mirror. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. You might need to. Yeah. You really very – I know we're joking about it, but you might have to. You might have to look at it and be like, am I overselling myself? Yeah. Because at some point you're going to burn too many bridges and not be able to do anything. But at the same time, if you don't sell yourself enough, you know, you might not play. You might not get opportunities, um, and it comes back to being able to execute and having, you know, looking at a show and being like, well, it didn't really sell tickets. We're not really moving any tickets. I made some posts on Facebook. Like, that's that's not, that's not how you hustle a show. Yeah. If you really want to make that as a career, that's your money. How do you make the money, you know? Mm-hmm. How do you go sell tickets? Go – Go out there and, and find some ways. Just looking at it and feeling like if your show didn't do well and you did everything you possibly could, you should feel okay with yourself. It just, yeah. you know, it wasn't yeah. ready or, it you know, it was time. a bad day. I mean, we've had shows that oh have just been on the wrong day yeah. or something popped up across town. It takes after. time. It really does. Like, you can't expect it after three shows to have a sold-out show. I mean, sure. that'd be great. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it takes time to build yourself and to build your own reputation among people well okay so you know in talking about you know hustling a show and really making sure that it does well can you talk about how important it is not to book so many shows so Mm. close together (laughs) 
Can yeah. we can oh we discuss Lord. that? Because I I I, I knew market? I was going to get your eye roll. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Uh, and and he's the reason we have that clause. This is something I know. I've actually brought up to Aaron many times. Or like so. in the same market, or or yeah. just like oh yeah. 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 So, uh, and I know Liza seen you probably saw that a lot when you were at City Winery before too. Uh, yeah. But if you're a support act, that's one thing. If you're playing support on someone, generally we don't like you playing, you know, within 30 days of the show. But if it's not a headlining show for you and it's something else, it's not that big. You're, you're support. But for, for headlining shows, depending on your market value, you definitely don't want to be doing it every month. <laughs> Which which is different now. Do than... you want to ride home? Well, also though, it, I think I think if you're doing it every month, the format needs to be different. Yeah, it can't be on the same artist. Like you could host things, but thank maybe, you, Liza. Maybe you're not playing and you're hosting other people or something like that. Yeah, or maybe it's a round and then maybe it's a full band show or like yeah, then you're hosting one. Maybe it's a solo. Like, but you can't do too much of it. You really you really can't. Yeah, and it varies based on who you are. Like. Like let's take you know party bands for example like party bands that are that are touring at least regionally mm-hmm. and they're coming back quarterly you can do those shows quarterly um, you'll probably have a lot of the same people coming out that's you know three months in between and people will come out for that night and go party you put it on a Friday or Saturday it's an easy night generally mm-hmm. um, depending on what else is going on depending on what else is going in on in the same genre in the same city but but normally with party bands you're pretty safe those oh, people yeah. are, those people are buying their tickets early. And you can generally do them quarterly. Uh, if you're like a, a a real artist going around nationally, um, depending on the album cycle that they're on, you know, it's normally could be two years, it could be a year and a half, it could be five years. You know, if it's mm-hmm. a if it's a smaller market, um, which we're you know we're now dealing in some some markets that you probably consider a C market. Um, and we're trying to figure out when artists have been there. If they've been there at all, um, they might just drive by. But for artists playing 500 cap rooms, give or take, you know, every six months you can probably get away with it. Um, if you're doing like real headline shows, yeah, um, and the focus is on you, but but you also have to build good bills. Um, a good way to kind of switch things up is find a band that's like you. Headline one market, mm-hmm. have the other band headline, you know, another market. If you can, go to your hometowns, do your hometown and their hometown, and you headline your own hometown. Um, and then you can do that, you know, every six months or something, if it's an easy drive. And then you route some things, you know, in between there to, to help pay for it. But well, that's it, what I would do. Yeah, it's, it's important to know because, you know, as Aaron and I have talked about this so many times about <laughs> – you know, people booking shows too close together, it you're saturating your market. So, you know, and especially too, like if you have a bigger show booked at Marathon where the ticket cost could be a little bit more expensive, mm-hmm. but you just booked a show four days before your Marathon show where it's free, why in the hell would somebody come back to, like, why would they pay yeah. to come see you when they just saw you for free? They wouldn't. Exactly, and that's <laughs> why that's why in the industry, radius clause is is something that you always have to have. Yeah, you know, and it, it kind of protects both sides. You don't want a show yeah. to tank, you know. Right. Ne- no one does. 
the yeah. artist or the venue yeah, everyone or wants. anybody. It's just yeah. a bad look, you know. Mm-hmm. If you put if you get four hundred people in marathon, I mean, Liza can tell you it's it's not a good look, right? You know, the the room's just too big. Yeah. But it can happen if if something. Let's say they're playing like, I don't know, they they're playing Chattanooga or something before, yeah. and it's not. I don't know. Chattanooga might not be a, a good Louisville. one. But, yeah, Louisville, definitely. Yeah. But stuff can happen. Or they're playing, Memphis, like, a festival, yeah, you know, that pops up. That's where it gets, yeah. And people saw them at the festival with everyone else. They're like, cool, I saw them and, like, eight other people, and I paid 100 bucks. Right. And why would I go pay, you know, 30 bucks to go see them again? I like them, but I'll see them the next time, you know? <laughs> and all of a sudden, your ticket sales are just tanking. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, uh, before we before we have to close up here, I do want to know, so I want to ask you this each individually. So, oh boy. Lizo, <laughs> what has been your what has been your favorite show? Oh, At man. Marathon? Yeah. Um I think it was Music on the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great show, I will say. Thank I you. Do like Thank those you. shows. Um, you know one that I can't get out of my head and I I just said something about it this morning. I love the Young Blood show. I really do. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> It was such. That's your favorite show. One of them. One of them. Okay, okay. One of them. Yeah. I just i I left that show being like, wow, this crowd was awesome. This artist was freaking awesome. Like the team was good, the dance was good. Everything about it was just really great, and I loved everything that like he stood for. I loved his energy, even though he's crazy. <laughs> I I love that. Um, other than that. I love the hardcore shows. Like, last night we had August Burns Red. You were in your element. I loved it. I love it. Even though there was blood, it's fine. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just a quick biohazard cleanup. Everyone's fine. Biohazard cleanup. It's fine. Wow. Uh, no, really, though, I, I everything from, like, Young Blood to the hardcore shows to the rap shows, um, anything with, like, wicked production, I just... You're just, you have just this, like, sweet demeanor and personality, and nobody would know you're so hardcore. Wait, you walk <laughs> in the office, hardcore. and it's just, like, screaming, like, out of her, out of her computer. I'm like, Carl. oh, yeah, Liza must be here. I like to keep people on their toes. I love it. <laughs> Full of surprises. It's true, though. It's hard to pick. It's hard to pick one. I know. I, I don't know. I, there's been so many, and it's like when someone's like, oh, what shows do you have coming up? I'm like, uh, like, ten. Uh... I'm trying to think of who else was so... I don't know that I even have a favorite. I'll be honest. Really? Young Blood? I thought I knew better. who your favorite was. Who? The one whose shirt you're wearing. That, that was a good one. I, don't I know wish I was around was... for the Run the Jewels show. I will say that. See, yeah, we did, we did Run the Jewels the first time. Crazy enough, I bartended the show when it was Run the Jewels. Oh, it, another... it was Killer Mike and LP. They were co-headlining a tour before Run the Jewels was a thing, mm. and I bartended I that show LP. at Exit Aid, and oh then like God. the next tour they came together, and I was like, Dude. "This is the coolest thing ever." I also love some shows, like the artist is always you know that's like the icing on the cake, but like I also love some shows purely because of like the energy of the crowd at shows, mm-hmm. or like just the way some some people are at shows, like the the Billy Strings show. I love Billy Strings, and his crowd is just so fun. They love EDM. music. They're, yeah, they're music they, lovers. Exactly. You know? they're, they're true music lovers. And it's and it's really... chaos. I mean, it's just like utter <laughs> chaos. Like there's like we're like, get more beer, get more. You know, like I just I I love the chaos. I really do. That's awesome. That's why you go to venue? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. why I'm where I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you can't choose a, a favorite then. Uh, all right, Gary Clark Jr. I would say as just like the generic. I, I love Gary Clark. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite artist, uh, easily. Um, following him for years and just have been obsessed with him. I have like, lost count so. of how many times we've gone to go see him. I'm jelly. Now uh, that we're going through all these shows, da- I'm thinking of more shows Gary, I liked. To Gary Clark Jr. Aww. Uh, Aww. He actually signed a poster for us at the at the Chattanooga show oh, and nice. wrote to your first dance, Gary Clark. Aww. Yeah. I, they I, handed it to me I and I went, wait, really? Aww. Wait, that's so nice. I don't that normally get hit like, like starstruck yeah, like that, that, but I was like, that might be the coolest thing in my house right now. Yeah, that's house. awesome. Yeah. It's not even hanging up yet because we don't have a poster nice enough for it. Or yeah, a frame for it. You know, like, need a frame. Gotta but, get on but that. I have to spend some money on like a really cool one. That, that one needs to be highlighted. Yeah. That's like the coolest thing in the house. Yeah. Hobby Lobby, Michaels. Go. Other than Wally. It's like 60 bucks. Yeah. 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 Other than we the cat. Time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Online shopping. But, but we did Chance the Rapper as a. He was a support uh, act way back when. Uh, I forgot for who. I'll have to go look it up. But this was like 20. 16, maybe. Y'all have had a lot of big name artists come through before they were big name artists and to me yeah. that's one of the coolest things about marathon music yeah. works is, is like so you cool. go and you're like i don't really know who this is but i kind of like who they are um because y'all have had ajr you've had the chain smokers you've had chance the rapper you've had i mean hell one of the last shows y'all had not last shows but before covid y'all had um CeeLo green and his whole crew there that and was- then Oh yeah, we did. We did. And then they also hung out love, afterwards to sign shirts for everybody. I also That's love so when cool. you when you guys book shows, and I'm like, who the hell is this person? And then it sells out, and I'm like, what? What is going on? Like the <laughs> NF show, we had two sold out shows of NF, and it was freaking awesome. And I was like, this dude is. I this think he's is, to send this this next time. He's so cool. Yeah. That was such a that was another good one. And like Michael Kiwanuka also still yeah. swooning about that. that. That was a good one. What, but I learned a lot from some of our promoters too. Our bigger promoters, like some of those things, like I, I may have heard about, but mm-hmm. didn't follow it a lot. But I I constantly get you know asked for for you know holds on our calendar for artists that I don't know, and I'll go look them up. And I'm like, this is great. Like, and and sometimes it's just me being way out of the loop of a certain genre that I just don't pay attention to. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. But other times it's like this random up-and-coming artist that's just blown up so fast. And, and some of the bigger promoters have data that we just don't have, you sure. know. Um, but we're not trying to be a promoter, per se. You know, we right. we own and operate venues. So we yeah. we do a lot of the, the operations of it. Um, but obviously we, we book shows, too, depending on the room. But I learn stuff from art, you know, from promoters all the time, and, and do the same thing you do. I'm like, I'm gonna look, you know, look this up, and like, this is awesome. There's so but, many good artists. But we can there. take that data to our other rooms that that we're that we are booking in house, and and go after the artist, and you know, in that sense. That's um, awesome. Well, I I just think it's so cool to have this really in depth look behind, you know, how how a music venue just gets run. I mean, you you both of you just drop blood, dropped blood. Sweat and blood. <laughs> Sweat. No, there's so many, so many awesome, just like nuggets of knowledge that I hope all of our listeners are taking to heart. All of you indies out there, for the love of God, specifically Listen. a lot of our students. Hint, hint. And if, nudge, if people nudge. reach out to you for like stuff, I'm sure Liza would would agree. And that. Matt would agree. I thought you were offering. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, happy <laughs> to like, like, no, no, do not email me. If you have specific questions, like, <laughs> no, happy to answer me. them, you yeah. know, if they email you guys. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, for you know? sure. Yeah. For sure. Like, there's, you know, we've only touched the surface of the insanity that it is to, to be, you know, on that side and what we see, you know, from a 
probably a higher level than what a lot of your students or your viewers are at. Absolutely. But the goal is to get there, right? Right. And, and to go past us. Like, that's the yeah. cool thing about us. And kind of the sad thing is we have a lot of artists that they come through and we're like, oh, next time next too. Next time. <laughs> and they're, you know, at arenas like, We probably next won't time. get Youngblood. I right. don't think he, I think he announces his tour today and I yeah. don't think we're going to get it. Yeah. But, but it's cool because you get one, but, and then there's some artists that just never get past that. But, but that's the goal, you know, I would mm -hmm. think for a lot of, a lot of people listening is is to get to that level, so you just scale it down. You yeah, know? it's just the circle of life. It is. Well, thank you both. <laughs> Always. I can't. We thank don't have you. licenses for that, so I'm going to stop right there. Yes. <laughs> Good point. Well, well, thanks for having us. <laughs> no, thanks, thank guys. you. Thank you so much for, for, like I said, just dropping a lot of amazing you know, truth bombs and just nuggets of information for all of our listeners and students and for anybody else that's, you know, that has questions and would like to learn more, you can email us or email me specifically, and then I will get answers for you. I'm not going to give out your emails. We appreciate that. That, that might, that might I mean, be a little it might much. might be a few days delay anyway. Right. <laughs> but so thank you so, so very much. We appreciate you both. Yeah, cool. Thanks thank for you. having Thanks, us, guys. Woo. Thanks, honey. <laughs> Matt, Liza, Aaron, thank you so, so very much for coming onto the show and really digging deep with us and really exposing a lot of myths and mysteries about what it means to run a concert venue and also what it means to be on top of your game and ready to go when you're submitting yourself and pitching yourself to a venue. So thank you so much for all of that information. I know our listenership is really going to appreciate it. Remember, if you guys have questions for Matt and Liza, you can email your questions to me, Katie, C-A-I-T-I-E, at musiconthemovestudios.com, and I will get your questions answered as soon as I possibly can. So thank you so much for listening in. Have a fantastic day. Sponsored by Disney yet? Yet we could be sponsored by East Park Donuts, though. <laughs> Where every day is a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so glad I got that in the audio. It's 